You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Hello, hello, hello. Ethan is unconscious because I just elbowed him in the face. <laughs> Faked it? Yeah, right, bro. You ain't that strong. Okay. Do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> um, but run, yes. the, run the rest of the show. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about something very interesting. Um, I think it was a couple years ago um, that Rhett and Link, very, very famous YouTubers, um, came out and said that they um, were not Christians anymore. So just for like some background, um, when YouTube was really young um, and there was like just becoming people who would make like really good content on there. Um, you had a couple really, really viral videos from a few different Christian creators, actually, like very, vi- very viral stuff. Um, one by Julian Smith. Um, he who, was Christian. Yeah, yeah, Christian guy. He made the the milk video, milk milk video, <laughs> right? Black. Give him a glass of. Tr- oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so he made a lot of really good videos. Um, very funny guy. He was a Christian. Um. And then you also have Rhett and Link, who were very, very famous. They did a lot of, like, filming things in reverse, like, pillow, like, falling videos. Like, just a lot of really cool conceptual things um, that they did. And um, they became, like, lifelong YouTubers, right? They do a podcast. They do a Good Mythical Morning now and stuff like that. And they're some of the biggest YouTubers for a really long time. Um, Maybe not as much anymore, but they still have, like, a a cult following. I think they have the uh, most listened to YouTube show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Daily. Yeah, definitely. Most daily listened to. Yeah. I have so many friends who listen to it. Um, I've never met anyone who... Maybe, actually, no one's told me, but I can't remember anyone who listens to them. Yeah. I have watched it a couple times, but it just really wasn't my thing. Yeah. So I didn't really get into it. But I do like their videos. So, anyways, this is, like, back in the early days of YouTube. Um, I want to say, like, 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago or something like that, that those videos came out. Um, I think I was uh, 14, so 11 years ago. Um, when at least Malk came out, right? And that was like Julian Smith and Rhett and Link were around the same time. Um, but it was it was kind of commonly known within my circle of friends that those were like Christian creators and all the videos that they made were going to be clean and Christian but still like really funny. And we loved them because we're like, wow, this is like Christian content that's wholesome but like actually hilarious and everybody yeah. loves, right? And it's just straight up funny, right? Like I would still go back and watch Julian Smith's songs and stuff like that and genuinely think they're really funny, right? So... Um, Rhett and Link, and actually Julian Smith too, a while ago, although his situation is a little more complicated. I think he's still a Christian, but I'm not sure. I thought he was more New Age. I saw something about he yeah. came back. But I didn't know he was ever a Christian, so I didn't. I wasn't concerned with it. Yeah, um, which is interesting, but maybe for another podcast. Um, but it's been a big deal, in media at least, and among like young Christians, that Rhett and Link came out as not being Christian anymore. Um, they, had, they were very vocal about it um, to a point, right? They didn't talk about it at all. And, or at least that I saw. And then they had, like, a big, like, video where they came out and were like, we're not Christian. Like, these are the reasons why we're not Christian. These are the problems that we had with the Christian faith. Um, and I think you watched some of their videos, and they were called, like, uh, Rhett's Deconstruction and Link's Deconstruction. Yeah, or, like, right? Spiritual Discussion or something like that. They, they had – both of them had their own episode of why mm. they made their decision – and they were both like an hour or more longer. Yeah. Do you want to explain those at all? Like a little synopsis for people? Yeah. So I didn't watch those exact ones because I didn't have time mm. to devote like almost three hours to that. But 
Um, I did watch a bunch of videos around it mm-hmm. that were talking about it and highlighting different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one of the problems that they had, at least Link had, was he moved to LA and met a lot of members of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and realized that they were really nice people, really mm-hmm. friendly people, really, and he loved them. And he thought, like, how mm-hmm. are these people so good? But like my religion says Which that they're living in sin. You know, yeah, you should you should love people. If you're if you're a Christian and you hate anyone, that's a problem. problem. That's a yeah. God's not happy with that. No. Um, anyways, and then also there were, and then with Rhett, I believe it was Rhett, he was looking into evolution and was having trouble reconciling his biblical worldview with evolution and trying to, and was thinking mm. that evolution was true and seeing, oh, maybe this is accurate and, and mm. whatnot. And so he had, had problems there. I know I heard a, one of his clips in one of, one of the clips, he said something like, um, he was realizing he didn't believe in the Old Testament anymore mm-hmm. as like super accurate, and then he thought the Gospels were religious propaganda in that day, yeah, and and, and stuff like that. So he's like, oh yeah, this is not, yeah, and it, and it goes far beyond that as well. Like they talk about a lot of different intricate stuff in those episodes. Um, you should go check them out; they're very interesting. Um, but they've they've talked about problems with the church past that. Um, and it's actually gone uh pretty viral on TikTok. Um, and I wanted. Uh, to share those with us today, and that's what we really wanted to talk about. So for some some background, we wanted to explain their process, kind of. Um, we could do a full episode at some point maybe on them and deconstructing all of the arguments they had about why they left the faith. Yeah, and we um, could talk about like how to go about like biblical, or not biblical because it's not a biblical basis for us, yeah. but a wise deconstruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know? yeah. I think there are healthy ways to do de- deconstruction oh, yeah. and, and come back when reconstructing mm-hmm. uh, your faith to Christianity. Yeah, I think I've talked openly on the show a little bit, but like I went through uh, sorts of deconstruction phase yeah. for like a year and a half. I think a lot of people do. You know, so. Yeah, anyways. So there's this video, or there's this clip that they have of their podcast um, where they they put it on Instagram, or sorry, they somebody, not them, but somebody put it on TikTok. And basically the clip says, um, they're talking and they're like, man, see, the problem with the church is is not that, like, you didn't teach your kids, like, good enough or well enough. And they're talking about how, like, everybody's leaving the church. Like, all the youth are, like, mass exodus leaving the church, right? Um, and they're talking about this crisis, and that's what we're going to get into today, about the crisis of people leaving the church, right? Um, and so they're, they're saying in this clip on TikTok that, you know, people are leaving the church, and Christians are like, oh, we didn't teach our kids well enough, right? And they didn't read the Bible enough. And, like, they should have gone to church more, right? And they were saying, no, like, it wasn't because they didn't go to church enough or you didn't teach them enough um, or they just weren't around it enough, right? Or didn't shelter them enough. He's like, they didn't, they're, like, they're leaving the church because they did, like, read and they did listen and they did understand it and they saw you weren't doing it. Mm. And so they left because they saw that was fake, mm. right? And so I think that's a genuine uh, criticism. And there's been actually a lot of like copycat YouTube videos after that of actually a lot of pastors coming out and saying the same thing, which I think was kind of cringy. What the like, pastors were saying, like basically like verbatim what what Rhett and Link were saying. Like pastors were saying the reason young people are leaving is because you're not living a like you're not following what the Bible's saying. Yeah, because they were saying literally word for word what Rhett and Link were saying of that wow. um, that. And not not necessarily a bad thing. Like the copycat thing is kind right. of is kind of annoying. Um, but they were saying echoing the same statement, but using the same exact language of that people aren't leaving because they didn't teach them well enough. People but are leaving because they saw hypocrisy in the church, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, but part of that might be the pastor's fault. 
Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, I know everyone's responsible for their own salvation, and, like, the family unit is instituted by God for discipleship. The main tool of discipleship for children, mm-hmm. I'd say, is the family unit, mothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pastors are supposed to guide the mothers and fathers in spiritual leadership. Not like, uh, I have authority over you, but like, hey, I believe, like, this is the position God's given me. I want to serve you, right? And so pastors are supposed to serve people. And so if they're talking about people leaving because they've seen hypocrisy in the church, well, then point the finger back at yourself, pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about that topic because I think um, the words that Renton Link said about people leaving the church, um, I don't think they're 100%. Mm, that's not what I want to say. I think they're 100% correct, but I don't think they're – uh, like all inclusive of why we're having this problem with so many, like especially youth leaving the church, right? I think there's it has a lot more to do with a lot of other things rather than Christians seeing hypocrisy or you know, like young people seeing hypocrisy in Christians in church. I think that can be a part of it, but um, maybe we can start to discuss the ways that, um, or not the ways, the the reasons we think like youth are leaving the church, right? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of reasons. You want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I can start off yeah, with some things. Of so we're just talking specifically about why maybe young people are leaving the yeah, church. Yeah, so their example would be because of they, the they did read the Bible and they saw you weren't doing it. And yeah. So now they're leaving, yeah. right? Well, I would say, did they? Because that, he can say, like, that's the thing, right? right. Like, it's he a said, very generalization. He made a big statement saying they did read the Bible and they saw it. But, like, statistically, that's straight up lies, they, they didn't. They didn't read the Bible. Like, there's a gross percentage of Christians who don't read the Bible. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting how low the amount of people who claim to be Christians don't read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so in one hand, I'm like, well, this sounds like you're saying that to be trendy. It sounds like, you know, oh, this could be cool in in the controversial, so long we say it. But it's not founded Mm. in any actual studies or or statistics, Mm. you know? So, and what parts of the Bible did they read? Because there's a lot of other parts, like, did you read the whole Bible, you know, and whatnot? Because, I don't know, you could say, like, Oh, the Bible says love everyone, and I saw someone uh, being mean and telling a, a, a homo, uh, someone of the homosexual community to, to repent, and I didn't think that was nice. I thought they were being mean, so I thought they were hypocritical. Mm-hmm. When the Bible says preach the gospel and it says homosexuality is a sin, so you mm-hmm. need to, in love, when you have the per- emotional permission to then like share with that person. And so yeah. standing up for truth is not mean. It, it's just the gospel. In a couple episodes we talked about this, that the gospel is offensive, mm-hmm. you know? And so... In one aspect, I'd think, okay, where are the statistics to back your findings that people did read the Bible mm-hmm. and they left? Because I would say a big reason that seems more probable that why mm-hmm. young people would be leaving the church, um, well, what age group are we talking about young people? Are we talking about like 12 to 17 where it's in I'm youth group? I'm saying young people in general. Yeah, or are we talking about college? Because I think what happens is there's people who are strong in youth group, and this is what I've mm-hmm. witnessed. People are strong in youth group, and they have a, and they were in kids. They were in preschool church, mm-hmm. then they were in kids church, then they were in youth group. Then they become they become a high school graduate, and now they're supposed to go into the adult service where there's like people who are at like, like ten years older than mm-hmm. them, and not a lot of people their age. So all their Christian life, they had this community of kids and, and people their age, and now they're like thrown out, and it's like oh now that we're we're the young adults group, whereas the people yeah. that are my age that love Jesus. Or it's like, okay, I'm going away to college, and the communities that they get involved with aren't super God-centric. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they're, they're, the amount of attention of, of their mind given to God is less than, right? And mm-hmm. everything's always fighting for attention. They have stress of school, so they're like, and work, and then they might be like, I'm, not t- I'm tired, I can't really pursue that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's gradual compromises of not valuing 
your relationship with God above everything else that leads to people falling away. Because if you seriously value your relationship with Christ, you can spend like, okay, 10 minutes a day, I, I can give that to the Bible. Or mm. I can spend like five minutes a day while I walk to school praying or, mm. or on the bus ride praying. So if you're, you, you can be serious about it and find times throughout the day where you can like put God in between the cracks because I know it's... Or you can wake up earlier and try to make God uh, like a priority. Like I really want to spend a half hour with him. Yeah. But you can, you prioritize what you value. And if you don't prioritize God, it's maybe you don't have a high value on him. And yeah. that might be convicting, but that's not... Uh, to shame you that's just a like, just hey, fact yeah, just this is how it is yeah and so i wouldn't say it's oh they read the bible and they saw hypocrisy maybe it's they didn't have a community that was calling them higher or maybe there is an aspect where the church has let them down i'm i'm so down to talk about that i think the american mm. christianity has and maybe christianity in the west in general yeah has done a poor job of talking about serious discipleship mm. has done it, it talks about how God can fulfill you and you can find happiness in God and this. And mm. then pe- Christians go through seasons of depression and they're like, well, where's God? Because you said yeah. I was going to be happy this and I'm depressed. Yeah. Right. You said I would be healed, but I'm not. Yeah, you said like like it's a broken system. So now I'm mad and I'm angry mm. because I have this hurt. And you told me just pray and have faith and I did and nothing happened. Mm. And where on the truth, it's like, no, you are a Christian. You will go through seasons of depression mm. because you're human and yeah. it's and life is not easy. And like, there's like there's so many biblical characters that experience serious depression like jeremiah is called the weeping prophet Mm -hmm. you know and and it's like if you read the bible you would actually probably be comforted in your depression because you realize that oh a lot of people are feeling this but god came through for them yeah and god was he's called the comforter he's not called the depression take away and he might in some cases take away depression and he can heal that i know i've seen times where i've been like super depressed and god has healed that through like mm-hmm. a lot of meditation time in scripture so i don't think it's impossible yeah. but there's also times where i fall back into it right and so i've got it on a tangent but there's aspects where the church has failed and talking about serious biblical christianity and we can own that and say hey we're sorry yeah but it's not like these people i would say like read the bible and they're like like you know like millions of americans did not read the bible at least I'm saying Americans because I'm American, but millions mm. of young people did not read the Bible and then look at the church and then think, I'm not going to be part of it. Maybe a portion of them did. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, portion. a portion. Yeah. But you mean like every single person? Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. I think, are you done with that the point? Yeah. I move yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. I think you said there all is a lot that there is to say about that, that point. So I just kind of went off. That was good. <laughs> I think a large reason why um, youth have left the church, both from like high school to college to young adults um is because we live in a post-christian society and people like to be comfortable right i think beforehand you had a lot of kids in youth group and a lot of kids in college and a lot of young adults after college right in these situations where being christian was normal and accepted and mm-hmm. you were you were what's considered to be a nice person right and if someone saw you're a christian they'd say oh he's a nice christian boy yeah right and they're like that's acceptable you're just a nice person right yeah and so there's no pressure to leave Christianity, right? No one's, like, pressuring you to leave it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it's easy to stay in it. Maybe you're not even Christian, right? Maybe you've never pursued it that hard in your life anyways. You've never really read the Bible, but you just grew up Christian. You went to church, right? You're a nice Christian boy, like I said. Um, there's no pressure in a Christian society to leave being Christian because all your family is probably Christian, like a lot of your relatives. Maybe you have that uncle that's not Christian, right? You got some non-Christian friends at school, but they accept you and you accept them and all that kind of stuff, and you just don't think about it because none of you guys think about your spirituality ever, right? Just given in, in this example, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. so it's easy to stay in that place, right? But now we've evolved, our society has evolved, um, or you could say devolved, to 
depending on your perspective, actually, um, to a, a post-Christian society where it is not acceptable and not normal to be Christian, and Christians aren't considered, like, nice and, like, the good people anymore, yeah, right? Yeah. They're actually considered, like, the prejudiced people, and maybe the not nice people, and maybe the crazy right-wing Republican that believes in conspiracy theories. That's what a Christian is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just, I'm not kidding, like, in the news, yeah. like, you're going to conflate the word Christian with a lot of those things Well, I'm a now. Christian, and I'm right-leaning, and I believe in some conspiracies, so. Well, I'm not. Thank you. At all. So, like, not at all Christian. So you can see, like, we don't fit that stereotype. But, but what I'm saying is that it's not acceptable to be Christian anymore. And so now you have the kids that are growing up that were lukewarm, that weren't really Christian in the first place, yeah. seeing this like discrimination towards Christians, like real Christians, yeah. right? And they say, "Oh, I don't want that. I'm, I'm out of here." Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't believe in the first place. So I'd say that is more of a problem than kids like seeing christians not acting the right way and then leaving because yeah if you're i was about to be insulting if <laughs> if you're uh plug our other podcast that we just talked about before the <laughs> show we talked about colleagues i was like we should start a podcast called offensive christians <laughs> and he's like that's sin oh, like, like that's yeah just, just a podcast where we sin all the time yeah, we just offend people so go off dude no no, no. no i was kidding and so um so what i was saying is in reality, if you had a kid that was, like, level-headed, and they saw that, you know, based on the Bible, people sin and mess up, the story of the Old Testament is failure, redemption, failure, redemption over and over, right? Um, and with repentance thrown in there, of course. Um, and some exiles that never returned. Yeah, 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 and some exiles that never returned. Jesus showed up. And some people that were killed by God, right? Um, because they deserved it. Because they deserved it. Um that's the whole Old Testament. <laughs> yeah. You can just explain the whole Matthew. Old Testament. Yeah. Just go straight to Matthew. Yeah. So, so, uh, man, where was I going with that? Frick. Um, okay, yeah. So, you could have a kid that, like, sees all of those things, right? And sees that people are just, like, messed up. And even when you become a Christian, like, you fail, but it's a continuation of your sanctification, right? Of becoming better and better and better. And then it's not just about being a good person here on earth, but it's also about having this new relationship with God and him sustaining you and you like being with him in the afterlife. Like there's all of these things that are contingent on being a Christian, not just like you being a nice person, right? Mm -hmm. Someone can see that and see, oh, I go to a church where like, where, um, Susan or like Deborah was, Karen. Yeah. was mean to like Mike yesterday or he like, or she hit my kid. Or something like that. Oh. Or like... Yeah. Someone hit my kid. We have a problem. There can be serious problems, <laughs> right? But I'm not going to... If I'm level-headed and I know what the Bible says, because I've been reading the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just then go, oh, Christians are hypocrites. They're not acting like what I see in the Bible. God told them to do. I'm out of here. Right, but here's the thing. Christians like... Kind of are hypocrites because yeah. we're sin. We sin. We're yeah. messy. We're, st- we're not perfect. We're still. Well, in we don't be hypocrites if we if we claim to be perfect. Right, and we don't claim to be perfect. Right, right. I mean, I don't. Some I people don't. who have uh, the sin ending philosophy. What's that called? Oh, 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 oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I forget. I know what you're talking about. Uh, perfection. Dang it. Yeah, there's some. There's a theological belief that says when you're a Christian, you are made perfect, Cease, so nothing yeah, you do you is sin. Sinning. But it's like. What if you go oh, get drunk? Nothing you do is sin now, so you can just go do whatever you want. You're fine. It's yeah. just a philosophical stupid error. So I don't think that is as much of a problem. I do think it is a problem. But I don't think there are enough kids that are that serious about their faith. Just being honest, 
because I went to youth group, right? Yeah. And I don't think there's enough kids that are serious about their faith that fall away for that reason. Right. I would say most kids that fall away um, weren't super serious about it or just got into seasons of life where they weren't around good community anymore. Yeah. And they just slowly made decisions upon decision on decision where eventually they just didn't have a relationship with God anymore. And then they were presented with like a hard question or an emotional situation that challenged their faith in God and they stopped believing in God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like a thing for all Christians to know about. It's like you have to be intentional about your Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, you don't grow passively. I really like this thing I heard a couple years ago when I first joined the organization we're with um, that you're either excelling, you're either going up, increasing in your relation with God or you're decreasing, but you're never plateaued or sideways or, mm-hmm. or, or just straight, you know, yeah. either up or down. And so you always have to be intentionally pursuing God more. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to look like super intense, like three hour quiet times or like devotional yeah. times or like I'm gonna wake up at four in the morning. Like it can be, excuse me, like, Hey, while I'm eating breakfast, I'm going to be reading scripture. Well, I'm, and I used to, I used to like wake up and read for 15 minutes and then write for 15 minutes. And I had a 20 minute drive to work and I'd pray on the way to work. Yeah. And that was it. And now, and that was like, that's not that much time. Like you could yeah. do that. Yeah. And it's super. And I would, and let me know. I would not to call you out. Oh, what? Not to call you out. Oh no, no. I was, I didn't, I was like very, like I was like, this is where I can fit the margin. And I was, yeah, yeah. I wasn't insecure about it at all. Yeah. But let me tell you when I did that, I was like 18 to, well, I, I was like nineteen. I was after why before and after YWAM, I just set our organization and whatever. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. I probably won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but before I did that, um, I would I was working at a welding factory where I had to be there at four a.m. Mm-hmm. And so I'd wake up. I'd leave my house at three thirty. So mm-hmm. I'd wake up at like two fifty in the morning, get dressed, and then make my lunch and coffee mm-hmm. and read for 15 minutes at three in the morning it's a bad time and write until from three fifteen to like three twenty five. then head to my car right yeah. and i would just journal i'd be quick journals like hey i read like one chapter or or read like two or three chapters what did i get from it i read right and it, and it was and then i'd pray what i just read or i'd pray for like a family member or something on the way to work mm-hmm. and so I w- and I would go to sleep not very early either, like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. It was like unhealthy habits. So I, lo- I want you guys to know, like, if you think I don't have time for this, you do. Yeah. I was doing it at 3 in the morning. What do you value? Yeah. That's sort of the question you got to ask yourself. Um, I think the last point that I want to touch on on why people are leaving the church, because I don't think that it's just a youth problem. I think that it's a mass exodus um, throughout the age groups, right? Maybe less in the older demographic, but... Man, I know tons of people who um, are middle-aged people who have, like, four kids and their kids are going to college mm-hmm. that don't go to church anymore, right? Yeah. And, and lots of people like that. Yeah, and, like, those toddlers are just leaving in droves. Yeah, in droves. Man. They're getting out <sighs> of there. They're not coming anymore. Come the on. parking lot's empty. <laughs> Where are all the – what's a little, like, cart with a little yellow thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Classic. So um, the last point I want to bring up in this is I think that it's um, – a lot of age groups, not only kids. And I think it's because we've started to realize the version of the church that we've created um, isn't conducive to the um, to the amount of people we have and the culture we have now, just in us like all coming to one building when there's yeah. so many of us. Yeah, right? it's like that's not like a pastor who's supposed to care for the flock can't yeah. do his job to the, as much as he needs to mm-hmm. or the best he can when there's 500 people. Right. It should be like 100 people yeah, max or less and then split. Yeah. So you could, I think the church isn't inclusive, not in that we're not tolerant of people 
who like are working through the process of sanctification, right? Um, I think it's not conducive to people or not inclusive to people because we're not inviting people to use their gifts, right? Mm. We're not inviting people to be a part of church rather than just come to church, right? And you can see, like you see the people who are really committed in their church when they're serving and when they're like bringing the communion up or they're serving on the worship team, right? And that's like a few people using their gifts and a lot of people are content at just like consuming, right? And those are the people that are leaving, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times because you're not using the spiritual gifts God gave you for the body of Christ, right? Because I think there's gifts we have um, to minister to people who aren't Christians, and we have gifts to minister and sharpen people that are Christians, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you're never using those gifts, you're not truly fellowshipping with other Christians. You're not actually sharpening anybody. You're all just sitting there and watching a couple of people get sharpened. It's like going it's like to a gym to- and watching someone work out and thinking to yourself, yeah, I go to the gym, I'm fit. Yeah. And then, But you never pick up a weight, and eventually you're obese, and you're like, I'm not going to go to this gym. I don't I don't work out, actually. Yeah. Or a whole bunch of knives watching, like, a knife get sharpened. They're like, that looks nice. And just yeah. staying here. Even, and, like, like a piece of steel that's, like, blunt. And you're like, I need this sharpened. But it's like, you know. And you watch it all the time. Yeah. But you never do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's not necessarily on the member, I think. But it's just on all of us as a church as a whole in that we've kind of created a system that isn't inclusive of everybody's gifts and using those gifts. Like, we've got a ton of people that are teachers that need to be learning and teaching. We've got a ton of people that are good at hospitality and need to be, like, yeah. creating a space that's inviting for people to come and meet. Yeah. And there's, the- a, there's a gift of faith that – the Bible actually says some have a gift of faith. Mm-hmm. And we need those people interceding and praying. Yeah, you know? because that, like, immediately – as immediately, as soon as you have a group of, like, 10 people having a church, even up to, like, 50 people or something in there, like, most everybody's getting to use their gifts, right? Maybe you have, like, a team for hospitality, and you got, like, five people, right? That's 10% of your 50, right, that are just doing that, and you got 10% of all the other ones using their other gifts. You rotate people who teach. You rotate people who, like, sing and that are on the worship team or, like, just play music that day. You rotate people who are watching the kids or something that day, yeah. right? Yeah. That automatically gets rid of mediocrity, right? You cannot, like, go to a system like that unless everybody's mediocre in that system, right, or out of that church. Like, you can't have people that are just, like, kind of passing by or sliding through in that system because everybody knows who everybody is, right? Yeah. And if we're intentional on seeking the Lord, right, like, you can't survive being mediocre in a system where we are passionate about reaching God, right? Because mm-hmm. the people around you are constantly going to be sharpening you. Unless we're all just okay with each other being, like, dull, which is a possibility. Yeah. Um, but if you go into a – like, if you create a house church, or which is what they're commonly called, or you create a small church even, where you have a culture of people sharpening each other, which is going to happen more if the church is smaller, in my opinion. Um, you're going to have a place that's more conducive to people being included and using their gifts, which is going to make people want to stay, right? Imagine you like you went to a gym and you only got to use the weight like once. Like you got to pick up a, a dumbbell and you got to pick one and you did a couple reps and you got to put it down and then like you watch a bunch of people do it and then you leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not gonna want to keep going back to that gym even though you got to like take part a little bit. Like you got to take communion at church. Like, yeah, like, and it's like I mean? imagine like a personal trainer, like really like telling everyone, okay guys, now do this and then do this and like you can all follow that, but like you're gonna be more likely to come back to a gym where the personal trainer is like coming to you individually saying, Hey, I want, I see that I, I noticed that you were doing this, uh, workout and like you, when you were trying to do the barbell cur- curl, you swung your back. I want right. to, I want to like, that's not good form. So let's do this instead. And it really works with you one-on-one on how to correct your form in order to achieve the goal right. where it's like, 
as opposed to a personal trainer yelling to like 500 people, make sure you have good form. It's like, well, what does good form look like? Yeah. You know? And so you're going to be more, you're going to want to grow more when you have intentional time with the trainer. And so we're going to want to grow more towards God when you have more intentional time with either the pastor or teacher or someone in a community who can call you higher. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why people in the church are leaving is because just the church that we've created isn't a healthy place for a lot of people. I think it is, it is an awesome place. Like it is a place where the Lord comes and it is with his people and where there's a, a lot of awesome, I can't speak, oh, a la, lot la, of, la, 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 a la. lot of awesome people who go and sharpen each other, right? And are intentional. Um, but I don't think it makes it easy for people to exist in community and really sharpen each other. And that's something that can be created by having smaller churches or even house churches. You get to see all of Christianity played out from inviting someone who's not a Christian to seeing them give their life to the Lord, to seeing them be discipled and to seeing them do the same thing with somebody else. And then seeing your house church grow and then seeing your house church split and become two house churches and seeing hundreds of people come to know the Lord through that process, which is what it's supposed to be rather than like, passively coming to church on Sunday and then going right. out to eat with like right. one person or even just going home. You know, yeah. And then, yeah. And then people wouldn't, they would, they would see, Oh, the, I read the Bible. You guys are actually doing it. Yeah. And so then Rhett's problem with the church would not exist, even though yeah. I don't think it's his thing is founded in reality in more opinion. Yeah. Coming so back to the- we think like what Ron Link said is a good criticism, but I think there's much better ones of the church, like the ones we covered. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Um, you guys continue are great. to pursue God. And, and seek his will for your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, come back again. Tell your friends about this show. Yep. Have we a want, great time. We want people to know about God. So we love you. We both just touch our mustache. See you guys later. No, I didn't touch my mustache. Oh. I don't have one. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>